cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Corey Azzolino, COO of Ease. Corey, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Excited for our conversation. So what were those early days like? Did you have hesitancy to kind of move into the cannabis space and take us through the thought process then on, on what it was like? Yeah, so for me personally, um, my background is uh, more in traditional uh, accounting and finance, uh, very much kind of your traditional background. Um, I actually started my career as a CPA, so very boring accounting. Uh, worked at a private equity firm um, and then started an entrepreneurial uh, journey um, through tech. Um, and I had exited um, a, a company that I started um, in 2017. It was kind of looking for the next opportunity um, and honestly kind of fell backwards into the industry. I think um, anybody who's been a part of the cannabis uh, industry, whether that's as consumer and user or just studied it from, from business side, you know, obviously knows that there's a clear opportunity. It's very rare to have a market as big as cannabis with has had both the, the, the traditional market and, and now the uh, new regulated market. And it's weird to, to operate a business where you know that the consumer demand is there. It's, it's already proven, but it's just going through this regulatory shift. Um, so I was very excited by that. And, you know, it's also interesting to look back on what you thought the business was going to be and specifically in California, um, where I've spent most of my time versus kind of where, it ended up. So back in 2017, the company I was part of the founding team did two things. One was basically distribution and two was uh, direct consumer kind of online e-commerce delivery. Um, so very similar to what Ease does now. Um, on the distribution side at the time, you know, we, we were expecting there to be three to 4,000 retailers, which would make distribution a very, very critical linchpin in the supply chain. So we started a distribution company. And you know, it's interesting to flash forward uh, you know, almost four years now, and you're still stuck at 850 dispensaries. You know, that is a very tough, tough piece of the, of the uh, supply chain because there's just not as many when, there, when there's only 850 dispensaries. And you're slowly starting to see in California consolidation. It's just the, the market just didn't develop quite like we expected. You know, I think at, at the time, people expected there to be commodification of uh, cultivation. I think you're starting to see that now, but early in the market, it was you know, very, very volatile. During COVID with the infrastructure challenges and all the other lockdowns that are going on, was that a big spike for your business? Did you have the resources needed? Did you see a big uptick in delivery? And has that kind of continued? Um, so yeah, COVID naturally, there was, it was a bit of a two-sided coin. One, yes, we saw a huge influx of volume. Um, it also happened to coincide when we were making our pivot. Um, so Prior to January 2020, which is when Ease acquired the, the, the assets of Dime, we had never been plant touching. So we weren't technically running our operations. We were running exclusively through third parties. In January 2020 was the first time where we took over operations. At the time, we had about 100 employees. Um, so through the course of 2020, we were really focused on acquiring licenses and um, transitioning from that partner, partner network to our own first party delivery network. Over the course of 2020, we scaled from 100 employees to over 1,000. And that was a lot of transitioning of, of existing employee bases from third parties. So it's it was a little bit smoother than it sounds. That was just an incredibly difficult time to be managing. Plus, yes, we saw a massive um, increase in volume, but we also saw a massive increase in competition. 
I want to go back to the conversation where you said the board challenged you to kind of to get wider scale. Did they say, hey, we, we're expectations is you're going to spend X acquiring licenses over the next 12 months? Did they give you a time frame? That's not an easy conversation. Transactions like this take time. Like you were saying, you want to make sure there's synergies and there's optimization efforts. So, you know, from the moment they challenge you to kind of expand operations, how long does something like that take in order to acquire a business? And then what type of due diligence comes in? How do you make those decisions? Yeah, it's a great question. We've probably screened about 35 companies. Um, and so ease, because we have a very specific strategy, which is delivery first, right? That is our differentiator. We do believe that over a long enough time scale as a private MSO, you know, once we're able to kind of go public on a normal exchange, we do believe that having the tech first angle will be rewarding for our investors. And so for us, it was really a matter of prioritizing what are the biggest states uh, that allowed delivery and where, you know, as a standalone technology and delivery company in California, we were not profitable. So we were looking for other profitable operations that complemented what we did not do in California. Is there data trends that your team has that kind of apply from a state to state standpoint? Is there something like you've noticed that certain brands move really well from a delivery standpoint in California, and you're thinking the demographics or the psychographics might be similar in Colorado, and so it makes synergies? Can you kind of expand on that a little bit? First, I would say it's most clear in specific categories. Um, so probably the only brands that we carry mostly consistently are edibles, um, and that's Generally speaking, Wild, Giva, and Wana, I would say, are like the three that we kind of carry across markets. There's not really a lot of flower and pre-rolls brands that that you know cross state lines. We do carry Wonder Bread in California and Michigan. Colorado is very, very, like I said, very, very house flower focused. Um, so it's it's just a very different market. So I would say you definitely see similar edibles brands winning in, in different markets. From a format perspective, I think California is probably on the leading edge. Um, one of the things that's very um, useful as an e-commerce company, we have tons of first-party data. Uh, we saw the, the shift away from eighths to bulk formats uh, very, very early. Um, and a lot of our private label products are focused on more bulk for- formats. So you know, quarters and, and halves and, and full ounces. So that's something that we are leaning into. In, in Florida specifically, uh, we have a $99 ounce in Florida. During the transition to a, a plant-touching company, what was one of the hardest parts that kind of surprised your team? Something that going in, you thought it wasn't giving me an issue. And then when I actually got started, you were like, this is an absolute nightmare. I think where we've taken the most lumps is actually in spinning up our private label business because we got caught in the whipsawing of the market as well. So I think that's probably where we've taken the most lumps. Going forward, what's the future roadmap look like for Ease? Is it, is it continued expansion in new states? Can you take us through that process? Yeah, I think right now um, our focus is in our existing markets. You know, we were and remain excited for New Jersey, New York as opportunity sets. Um, but because of the state of the capital markets, under the assumption that there's basically no capital coming in this market um, until we see some sort of federal catalyst, uh, which you know, hopefully now that, that Schumer's introduced his bill, we can uh, get that kind of back out of the way and and, and maybe get some uh, smaller wins. Um, but until that happens, we basically have to get the profitability. Um, we are uh, not yet a profitable company. Um, so we have to get the profitability. Um, and the only way to do that is by getting bigger in our three core markets. What is one factor statistic operating in the cannabis industry that most wouldn't know? I think investors have felt the pain over the last 15 months. Um, it's been challenging for, for all of us. Uh, but I think most people assume that like cannabis is just an easy business. A uh, product sells itself. And the nuanced regulations by city, by state, 
just make it so incredibly complicated that you you really do have to have just an outstanding team who is you know focused on staying compliant um, and, and running really really lean operations in order to, to have any chance of at being profitable and successful. If you could sum up your experience in a main takeaway or lesson learned to pass on to the next generation, what would it be? I think it's more of on the on the company side. Um, as a company, you really have to just focus, focus, focus. I think where we've when we've struggled, it's because we we're, we're trying to do too many things at once. You know, for us, I think as, the more we just focus on just being a delivery company in California or a retail business in Colorado, um, and and having you know team directly focused on that, that's where we've seen success. It's when we we're trying to do too many things at once that um, you know we see those things get done at you know fifty percent uh, success rates, and and that's where we've had challenges. So. So Corey, for our listeners, they want to learn more and they want to get deliveries from Ease. Where can they find you? Ease.com. E-A-Z-E.com. Um, we're also available on the App Store. Um, unfortunately, uh, only doing delivery in California at this moment in time. Uh, but you can also shop at our retail stores, uh, Green Dragon, uh, greendragon.com um, in Colorado and Florida. Um, and if you are in the Florida medical market, um, definitely come by and check out our, our stores. Um, they are now open for business. Like I said, we've opened uh, nine stores this year and expect to have 25 by the end of the year. So. Awesome. Congratulations. Thanks so much for taking the time, Corey. This was fun. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Kelly. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canada podcasters right here on PodConnex and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.